Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy, and therefore wealthy, to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, 91.1 FM, here on Your Community Radio, uh, WDBX 91.1 FM. My name is Song. I will be your host today for Your Community Spirit, or Danny Juman is off on energy adventures. Uh, he often does that. He runs off and goes on energy adventures. And sometimes he gets back in time for the show, sometimes he's gone for the entire weekend. But we wish him well on his energy adventures. And in the meantime, we've got plenty of news and happenings and holidays and all sorts of good stuff to keep us busy. Let's get this party started with some news. As, as we often do, we'll start with some news from the Occupy movement. OccupyUpdatesDaily.blogspot.com They've got a lot of news there that they share, but what's going on with Occupy and various other related topics? All right, so our first story from them today is a federal judge in New York has struck down a part of the law against terrorism uh, due to its infringement on the uh, First Amendment's freedom of speech. Uh, this is the first ruling of its kind and a very important one. So apparently, uh, you know, apparently laws against terrorism are not allowed to restrict freedom of speech. <laughs> uh, it's a very controversial idea <laughs> at this point in history, but that was the decision by the New York judge. In other news, uh, S-17 is coming up. It's a revival of the Occupy movements because this is about the time when it's the one-year anniversary of uh, the start of Occupy Wall Street. But Occupy Wall Street isn't the only group that's making noise on S-17. Uh, there are many Occupy groups that are still around or doing events. And the Ocup- one of the ones in the region is Occupy Monsanto. Uh, that's a group that's been working on issues related to our friends at Monsanto over in St. Louis. Uh, well, they've got, you know, they've got 
their spread goes beyond St. Louis, far beyond St. Louis, but uh, they have headquarters there. So uh, Occupy, Monsanto is keeping busy trying to keep track of what Monsanto is doing to uh, modify, uh, modify different organisms, sell pesticides. They've got their hands in a lot of things. I wish I had my hands on the song about Monsanto's history. I'll see if I can get that in the next week or two, but it, it's kind of scarce. It's kind of hard to track down. In other news, who is behind the increasing privatization of schools and the voucher programs that funnel tax money into private education? Uh, if you sign up for our newsletter, we can send you a link from thinkprogress.org that they have an article about this, and it reveals that numerous millionaires and billionaires are uh, blatantly throwing their money into these systems and into getting these changes made. Uh, but I guess the question is why, if you're already a millionaire and a billionaire, why do you care if uh, uh, the public school money goes to private schools? Can't you spend your own money on those schools? <laughs> but that's what they're pushing for. So it, it's something we'll be keeping an eye on. And if you would like to receive our newsletter, you can send us an email at info at yourcommunityspirit.org. That's the address to send us any events for the happening section, news for the news section, uh, to contact us to say that you would like to receive our newsletter. That's basically how you reach us, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. And Orr is the one who checks that account, but he sends stuff my way when he is out of town. In other news, we've got an article here about climate change, uh, but this one focuses on the social effects of climate change. I've been trying to find articles related to that more recently because uh, the science, I mean, at this point, the science is very un uncontroversial. There's an increasing, ever-increasing amount of evidence for ever more uh, serious consequences of human-caused climate change. So we still do sometimes talk about the science, but at this point, since we know it's going on, we may as well start exploring some of the details of how it will affect human societies and the ecological systems that we live in. And this article is called Climate Change Could Make Summer Crime Waves Worse. Chicago has suffered over the past few months from a particularly bad case of the twin maladies of summer in the city. That's a combination of heat and crime waves. 
In the last week of August alone, 82 people were shot in Chicago, including as many as 19 over a single midweek night. As depressing indicator of just how common this news has become, the local media was reduced to reporting the shootings in bullet point form. Uh, the Chicago spree, as unusually severe as it has been, mimics a pattern that researchers and police officials and just about anyone can figure out, uh, and, and they have long observed this pattern. When the temperatures go up, crime often does too. And for example, last summer's startling London riots were partly blamed on the weather. It was during a period of extreme weather. Theorizing about Chicago's bloody summer back in July, William Bratton, the former top police official in Boston, New York City, and Los Angeles, put it this way in the Wall Street Journal, quote, Also influencing this year's surge in violence, the most brutal part of Chicago's winter was that it barely came. With winter warm and spring starting early, people filled the streets in some of the toughest neighborhoods rife with drug gangs. Violence that typically comes with the heat of summer got an early start. Now, Bratton didn't draw this conclusion himself, but it doesn't take much of a leap in logic to connect the crime and heat waves with the one broader explanation for Chicago's warm winter and early spring. That explanation would be climate change. So, yes, climate change is affecting... Uh, well, it's affecting the day-to-day -day weather, which in turn affects people's activities, which in turn can lead to more cli uh, crime. And it's, there's a good quote here, too, from the article that says, uh, quote, There's a lot of research on things like climate and agriculture, Ranson says, but there are potential other things that matter to society that are less obvious but might also be more important, and crime is one of them. That, that is one of my concerns as climate change becomes increasingly obvious in its effects, is that, you know, we have some predictions of some of the ecological consequences, but... We really don't know all the details. We know that the global temperature is increasing. We know that this is going to create certain types of instability in the climate. And we know this is going to have economic, social, political, ecological consequences. But sometimes the, the feedback loops of these different systems on each other can be very complex, very hard to predict. And unfortunately, an increase in crime may be one of them. In other news, if you're sneezing right now, it is climate change's fault. <laughs> now, that's a pretty bold title. I don't know if it's necessarily always climate change's fault, but climate change is, in fact, increasing the amount of sneezing in the world. <laughs> more climate change equals more hay fever, according to The Guardian. Hay fever sufferers face longer pollen seasons and highly allergenic new strains from invasive plants. A new report on the health effects of climate change on the U.K., warned on Tuesday. Global warming will cause earlier flowering, possibly extending the hay fever season by six weeks, and enable new species to grow in the UK. Pollen is also getting more potent, packing more allergen into each grain. Now, this is an article from the UK, but obviously similar things are happening in the US as well. Some public health types have been arguing that the best way to get people to care about climate change may be to frame it as a health problem. The theory is that people care 
about polar bears, but they care more about sick kids and infinite sneezes. <laughs> and I have friends with allergies, so I know that sometimes it seems like an infinite amount of sneezes. And uh, it's and I sort of agree with that perspective. I mean, uh, on the one hand, you know, it's kind of silly for you know people to say, well, sea rise is scary and all, but I'm concerned about allergies. <laughs> I mean, that seems like sort of a short-sighted view. But honestly, you know, it's often hard to conceptualize these broad, giant changes in, you know, ocean levels rising and the Arctic ice melting. It's, it's hard. You, you know it sounds bad, but you're like, what does that mean for me? That's happening on the other side of the world. But sneezing is happening very close to home. Now, I should knock on wood when I say this, but I'm currently, to my knowledge, immune to all allergies. So I'm fine. <laughs> I haven't been sneezing extra. But honestly, I do wonder with, with issues like that related to climate change, if there's more allergens in the air for a longer period of time, maybe I'll develop allergies. Not looking forward to that prospect. All right, let's see what other news we have. Uh, I, I mentioned the Arctic ice earlier. Let's talk about the Arctic ice. How much ice has the Arctic lost? Enough to cover Canada. Well, there's good news and bad news. The good news, actually, is that the extent of Arctic sea level ice melt may have reached its maximum for 2012. The record-setting melt isn't good news itself, of course, though. The bad news is that it's, uh, it's reached enough to cover Canada, enough melting to cover Canada. Now, in 2007, the previous record low year, the lowest extent of 4.25 million square kilometers was reached on September 24th. Now, this year, the lowest point we've reached was uh, this last Friday at 3.66 million uh, square kilometers. That's 13.8% less ice than the previous record. So it's getting smaller and smaller. It's all melting away. So, yeah, the comparison to uh, Canada... Uh, it's actually, the melting is actually sort of the equivalent of the area of Canada and Texas combined. Uh, so the area is actually larger than every country on Earth except Russia. It's larger than Australia. It's also larger than Europe. That seems to be a lot of melting. <laughs> At this point in the future, late some summer, the ice will vanish completely. When it does, there will be another continent that the lost ice would surpass, Antarctica. Now, you know, the, the ice, this is seasonal melting, so it melts seasonally and then uh, hopefully, probably comes back. But the more it melts, the, the less it's going to refreeze, and it's melting more and more with each year. And the melting of the ice does have all sorts of effects on the climate. In other news, there's methane trapped at the bottom of the ocean, so obviously we should get it and burn it. <laughs> An international team of scientists had a warning last week. A massive amount of methane trapped in Antarctic ice could be released into the atmosphere. 
which probably prompted some energy companies to think, wow, we've got to get our hands on that. Uh, this stuff is called gas hydrates. They are crystalline gas, often methane molecules, that are surrounded by a cage of water in a solid that resembles ice. As it melts, the gas is released. Uh, according to the U.S. Geological Survey, methane hydrates are stable compounds in water at a depth of greater than 300 feet. Uh, so there are uh, spots where this, uh, this ice is trapped at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, there's a spot, a big spot, for example, right off of South Carolina, uh, right off of the coast. And uh, so there's, there's the two sort of concerns going on, where one concern is that if climate change continues and warms things up enough, some of, the, uh, some of these methane sources might be released from Antarctica melting. But then also, th now that it has been discovered, there's concern that it is all going to be mined and burned. <laughs> so, uh, but... So it's sitting right there, but who's going to invest in figuring out how to tap into those reserves? Uh, apparently, Uncle Sam is. Late last month, the Department of Energy announced more than $5.5 million in investments granted primarily to universities for research into how the methane in these hydrates could be used. Now, I'm going to say this. As people who know me know I'm a big fan of science, big fan of scientific research. Uh, human knowledge is a good thing. I don't necessarily see why we need to be spending $5.5 million to figure out how to get even more methane out of the ground and burn it in order to accelerate climate change. <laughs> I can think of other things we could spend $5.5 million on, including renewable energy. If you have any, any news to send our way, our address is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. I should also mention, too, that you can listen to us at our website, yourcommunityspirit.org. You can get the podcast from previous episodes. Uh, we're also on Facebook. And you can listen to WDBX Streaming at wdbx.org. You can listen to all the wonderful shows here on WDBX live as they stream over the Internet. And uh, you may even be listening that way now. If you're listening that way, be sure to give us a shout-out and let us know that you're listening. All right. Let's get into some holidays. There's always all sorts of interesting holidays to celebrate. Today is the 258th day of the year. There are 108 days left in the year. And if you're quick with your arithmetic, that may remind you of the fact that this is a leap year. Some holidays... Uh, the birthday of Walter Koenig, the star from Star Trek. Uh, he's also been in other things, too, but honestly, I, he probably wouldn't like this, but I do just remember him from Star Trek. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up on Saturday, the UN International Day of Democracy. Uh, democracy is a good thing, in my opinion. I know that's a controversial stance sometimes, but uh, I do like democracy. 
uh, everybody voting and, and cooperating to make decisions about their society. So Saturday is a day to celebrate that. It's also the anniversary of Greenpeace coming up on Saturday. Some other days, holidays coming up. We have on Monday, International Coastal Cleanup. Now, some of you may remember we mentioned that the leftover oil from the BP oil spill that's hanging out there in the ocean has been washing up on the coast, especially with the recent uh, Isaac storm that hit and other storms in the area. There is sadly a lot, of, a lot of stuff washing up on the shores. So, Coastal Cleanup Day. It's also International Eat an Apple Day coming up on Monday. Now, I've heard an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And that may be because apples are healthy. It may be because people are throwing apples at the doctors. <laughs> Either way, it is Eat an Apple Day. And you can, you can keep your doctor safe by eating the apple instead of throwing it. Coming up on Tuesday, Hug a Greeting Card Writer Day. So that means uh, I have between now and Tuesday to write a few greeting cards so that I can get a bunch of hugs on Tuesday. Hug a Greeting Card Writer Day. And the, perhaps the most important holiday of all this week coming up is Wednesday, 19th of September, Talk Like a Pirate Day. Arr, matey. Uh, this, this reminds me of the great, uh, the great graphic that I've seen online, that it's comparing pirates and global warming. And it indicates that as the number of pirates in the world has decreased, the global temperature has increased. So therefore, we need more pirates in order to stop global warming. <laughs> so be sure to remember, it's uh, Wednesday is Talk Like a Pirate Day. All right, if you have any other holidays happening, so send them our way. Info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Meantime, let's get to some of these happenings. We have today at 3 p.m. the International Coffee Hour. That's over at the Northwest Annex Wing B on the SIUC campus. It's a chance for international students, including U.S. students who are part of the international community, uh, to meet up with other people, uh, to talk, to socialize, to get to know the international community. Also coming up tonight... We have the Open Mic Night. That's Open Mic Night over at Guy House Interfaith Center. This week's theme is Poetry and Comedy. That's coming up at 6 p.m. tonight at Guy House. All right, other happenings include Rice and Spice, the International Slow Foods Dinner. That is coming up tonight at 6 p.m. This week's theme is Raw Foods Feast. Most people know about the benefits of eating uh, fresh fruits, vegetables, and sprouted grains. We sometimes talk about that here on the show. But not everyone knows how to prepare these delicious and exciting meals that are composed entirely of these fresh, raw ingredients. Tonight at God House, they will be doing that. You can discover how amazing raw foods can be. They start, well, they actually have already started preparing, but they'll meet there at 6 p.m. to start preparing. And then it's around 7.30 is the goal to serve. And it's also a change at the Rice and Spice Dinners is that they're making it a, a membership event so that it is for members of Guy House. So they will be there to talk about that. More information on the change in the program. Let's see. Other happenings. We have salsa dancing. Salsa dancing on Friday at 9 p.m. And it happens to be Friday. So that's going on at Guy House Interfaith Center. Get to hang out there for some open mic, some food, 
and then some salsa dancing. All right, some other happenings in the community. We have the Carbondale Community Friday Night Fair at the Carbondale Town Square Pavilion. Now, the Friday Night Fair is an exciting event. It draws together people with live music, farmer's market, food courts, all sorts of activities, children's stuff. And it's, it's only going on for a little while longer, so you can catch it tonight. Uh, this week's entertainment will be provided by Soul Glow. That's tonight, 6 p.m., Town Square Pavilion in Carbondale. All right. Other happenings, the Farmer's Market. Farmer's Market also, you know, it's a seasonal event, so can get it while the kitten's good. It's coming Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to noon at the West Town parking lot on the west side of town in Carbondale. And once you're stocked up on all your fresh veggies and other goodies, you can head over to the Vigil for Peace. That happens Saturday at noon at the Town Square Pavilion, the corner of Illinois and Maine in Carbondale. All right, some other events coming up. There's a Sierra Club hike coming up. That's a hike to uh, Panther Den Wilderness. So you can spend some time in the beautiful wilderness we have here in southern Illinois. Now, the Sierra Club is going on a group hike, and they will have a forest ranger there to accompany the group. Uh, the carpool leaves Carbondale at 12.30 p.m., but if you'd like to attend, you should RSVP to Bob Tyson at 618-684-5643 prior to the event. That way they know how many people are going, they can be sure to carpool, make plans, that sort of thing. So, Panther Den Wilderness Hike. That sounds like a really good time. All right, we've got time left to mention one or two briefly that are coming up in the near future. And one is the Naked Yard Sale and Food Drive. This is happening at the Church of the Good Shepherd at 515 South Orchard. Uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Now, they call it a Naked Yard Sale because it is not a clothing yard sale. It's household items and baked items, but no clothing. And we're mentioning it earlier because you can drop off stuff, drop off stuff <laughs> for the yard sale uh, during uh, the coming week. So they've got times on that. You can give them a call at 618-457-2232 for the details. And also coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend, is the Pride Picnic. Coming up at Church of the Good Shepherd, 515 South Orchard in Carbondale. Next Sunday at not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday after at 1 p.m. And we'll have more details on that as it approaches. Well, this has once again been an exciting and informative Your Community Spirit. I've learned lots of things and had a lot of fun. I hope you have, too. Uh, we, uh, we or we'll be back eventually. But in the meantime, we'll send you off here to have a wonderful week. Hope you have a great week. And we'll see you here next week on the radio.